right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Hello, this is Ken from the KISS FAQ Podcast. This is episode 367. And uh, joining me today is Lonnie. What's up? Say those kiss and Mark, Marcus Almighty. Greetings, everybody. So you, so you notice we're missing uh, one important person, and mm-hmm. that lowers our count from usual four to three. And it's also lowering our um, IQ too. Unchanged. <laughs> I, I say, let me say our, our kiss IQ definitely. <laughs> our kiss IQ. Our kiss IQ has been lowered. So, <laughs> so excuse us for uh, any possible uh, things we we don't remember or don't have the uh, the answer to sometimes so uh, I guess let's get on with it uh, I'll just ask you guys have you got anything new in the kiss world or order anything not no? me I didn't I haven't ordered anything lately at, at all just not even just kiss stuff just nothing really in general mm-hmm. as of late so I have not. I'm. Uh, I saw that there that the, the tour book from last night is v- version six of the tour book. <laughs> wow. So I'm interested to see. I have not seen at the work all day. I've not seen what the difference is, if any, or how subtle they are. So yeah, there's I'm a interested B6. to see that. I'd like. I you know if it's. Uh, I'll probably end up with it. <laughs> I think I have three or four, maybe four of the five already. Wow. So I'll probably end up. Okay. I have two. I have just the two for the two different legs that I went to. Uh, I didn't get the other ones, just those two. So I don't know if I'll get another one or anything. I, I doubt it. I we'll doubt see what it. it looks like. We'll see how it changes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been kind of slow in the kiss. No, no vinyl other than, you know, cause we have the, uh, off the German things, but you know what though, it, it is kind of odd though that that's really slowed down, don't you think? I mean, for a while there they were doing colored vinyl almost every other couple of months, and now you know the elder they could have done nothing, they could have did alive too nothing. Like I don't understand why they're stopping now all of a sudden with this. Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know if it's partly because of there's there was a backlog of a lot of you know vinyl being pressed and. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of vinyl being pressed because you see all these different artists now have vinyl coming out and, and you know, multicolors and stuff like that. So that industry is really booming, uh, and I wish I owned a pressing plant. So mm. <laughs> They are backlogged, though, because a lot of those 2014 reissues are out of stock. Um, so it, there's something it, going on because well, they, actually, had been, they had been reissuing those, you know, fairly regularly to keep them available. Yeah. Yeah. the last several months a lot of those are not most of them are not available at all well, well the thing is the guy that i go to to get my stuff done here in toronto he's even told me before i was able to get my stuff you know in relatively quick turnaround like around three months i could get my vinyl that was really quick mm-hmm. right and now he's told me that they're so backlogged now with orders that some people like some some of the wait might be as long as six to eight months. <clears throat> six to eight months. Oh, so. shoot. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, there, there's, I'm sure, many reasons behind behind that. So, unfortunately, oh, well, uh, we'll just have to wait for those other ones that we haven't gotten yet from KISS. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
otherwise, um, I guess uh, there's the Kiss on Tour. And I know a lot of people know about it already, but the, there's a Kiss on Tour 74 to 83 book, the new book that's, you know, from Alan in Japan, um, who's done the other Kiss in Japan books, which are mm -hmm. very, you know, very cool books. And mm -hmm. I have a few of those. So yeah. uh, are you guys going to order that or have you ordered that up? Yeah, um, yeah I think Julian is... Uh gonna do a little order for us okay <laughs> okay so he did yeah he's including you he, he, and he, us. he messaged me about that yeah yeah okay we're so. all getting going in there we're okay. gonna kind of save on some shipping <laughs> save on shipping so yeah so we're gonna get that and um that should be hopefully pretty cool i mean if it covers yeah, that forward. whole period yeah. 74 to 83 and his books have been good in the past so uh, if you guys, a magical period. Yeah, he, uh, Alan posted it on the board. It may have dropped off the list or something, but you can you can search on Kiss on Tour seventy four to eighty three, and you'll find the site. There's a site uh, where you can uh, order it online, like PayPal, that sort of mm -hmm. thing. So, yeah, it's really simple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is simple. Uh, all right. Well, the next news too is also about the we've. You know, heard the rumblings, and then it's it's true, of course, that you know Kiss is playing their uh, stint in in Vegas, um, starting the very end of December, and it's going to kind of run in two parts, I think. I don't know, uh, into early February, I think, some, somewhere mm -hmm. there. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's about twenty dates or something like that, or yeah, at the end of December, I think, and then goes end into of December, yeah, February. February. Yeah. Yeah. So that's out there. Um, uh, I know Julian's going. It sounds like he's going on the 29th of um, December. Uh, I'm not gonna go. It's too close. I mean, I'm gonna see them in September. I can't justify going and spending a whole ton more money after I just did it for the upcoming show. Assuming it doesn't get canceled for you know COVID or something. But uh, yeah, uh, I I couldn't justify it. So it'd be cool uh, to do, but I, I'm not going. How about you guys? It'd be cool to do. I I went to two shows the last Vegas Vegas residency, and I I don't think I have pull to to uh, to get that done again. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> She didn't really enjoy Vegas. It was not her cup of tea type mm. city, you know. And I and I get it. I get yeah. it. So, so I I don't think I don't think I need to see him in Vegas again. It'd be cool to go. Don't get me wrong. It sounds intriguing. And ha and we're, we're going to talk set list later on in the show. But you know, I went to the Vegas residency thinking that okay, you know, two nights in a row, Friday night and Saturday night. Mm -hmm. You know, you're 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 gonna be playing to a lot of the same people Friday night and Saturday night in a residency. Yeah. And they played song for song, <laughs> the exact same thing. I mean, I mean, intro really? to intro, just the same exact. I mean, it, I mean, it, it was it was like putting on a tape from the night before. And like mm -hmm. she sat down at one point in the middle of, and I looked at her. And she goes, "It is the exact same show. Even his stage reps are identical." <laughs> She was, right. it, she was, it's a tape of last night. I mean, I get it. You know, it's not her thing. And I drug her out to Vegas. And she's like, oh, yeah. Really? So, I, it, it, not to downplay, if anybody wants to go do it, go to Vegas and have a blast doing it. But 
know that that's what happened last time. That you know, on a Friday night and Saturday night, they played the exact same thing. Yeah, and I venture to say that maybe even the night after that, and after yeah, that. I, I, yeah, and, 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 after. And, and, and the rest of the shows were the same too. Let's 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 be honest. I thought they yeah. added now, it. I thought they switched it up a couple of songs, uh, or added or switched uh, a couple of times during that. I don't know. Ever optimistic, Ken? But no, I, know, I just uh, thought I remember because <laughs> of the DVD or whatever the Blu-ray, right for that live in I'll Vegas. I'll have to dig out my. my they they had doing, more songs than were on some of the so like they maybe added one song on a couple. Or maybe switch song three. Song they switched five, the, switch a song out like here and there. Therefore, the <laughs> songs on the uh, DVD or Blu-ray are the whole the concert is longer than the actual show that maybe you saw. I, 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 yeah. I could be wrong. Well, I thought I would call that, but, you know. In any case, I mean, I, I don't think I'll be going. I mean, the thing is, you never know. Mainly because my brother-in-law has told me before, and I think I told you guys this in a prior episode, that he said that if, if it ever happens again, that they do a residency, that he has a lot of friends through his business and stuff like that in Las Vegas, and that we could easily go, and mm-hmm. that he'd take me no problem. You know, it would be it would be cool to see it, but the couple of things are kind of making me uncertain about it. I mean, number one, I'm still a little cautious about the whole COVID thing, even though I am fully inoculated. But still, the other thing that makes me a little bit cautious about it, and I'll be honest, is that I, I want to see how the rest of this tour goes so far because, hmm. you know, I mean... It's it's not. I remember seeing Kiss quite a few times, just like you guys did too. And it's starting to lose a little bit of its charm for, with me. I'm finding live. I mean, the whole notion of Paul, you know, not really singing anymore and this and that. I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure. I don't want to bring up the same crap over and over again. But there's something about it. If I was to go, there has to be something that's going to give me a little extra spark to want to go. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. Um... It kind of, and, and I think that probably leads right into um, their tour just starting, you know, restarting or whatever, continuing the end of the road tour, which started uh, last last night um, in uh, Maryland, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so I noticed in that, um, well, first of all, I saw some, you know, stuff on YouTube. Uh, but it's the same, you know, stage, which I guess I understand it, but they trimmed it down and I think it's trimmed down because of the, uh, the venue sizes, you know, like an amphitheater kind of thing. They can't fit the same, uh, size stage in, in certain venues. We may see it change depending on some of the newer amphitheaters that have maybe a bigger stage versus the old one when I was smaller. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have liked to have seen some kind of change up, at least on the stage. I think they just did lights, some light changes. Um, that's what I thought I heard. Um, and then we, we'll talk about it, but did you see any of those uh, videos or performances? Lonnie? Yeah, I mean, or... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Lonnie. I mean, I watched them this morning when I got up, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I watched the intro and, you know, Detroit Rock City and, and it's cool. It, it, it was, it was cool to see him again. It was cool to watch a new Kiss video this morning from a performance from last night. You know, it, mm-hmm. I, I've missed doing that. You know, it's part of my, <laughs> yeah. part of my, you know, ritual around here, you know, routine. Like, yeah. it's part of my routine. Exactly <laughs> right. You know, when the show was going on, you know, I'm 
I'm checking my phone. Okay, were they at the set list? Oh, they played that. They played that. You know, mm -hmm. ten minutes later, go back to it. Oh, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, and then watching YouTube videos the next morning. It's kind of my, you know, part of my little nerdy routine that I that I have, and <laughs> I I missed that for the last eighteen mm -hmm. or so months, not being able to do that. You know, Guns N' Roses started their tour a few weeks ago, and I I've been doing that every day with them. And, you know, last night and today, I got to do that with Kiss. I'm like, oh, this kind of feels halfway normal. Of, yeah. My life kind of feels halfway normal right now for the first time in a long time. So, I mean, and that was cool. Um, as far as the stage goes, yeah, they just had like the line of speakers behind in the back or amplifiers in the back and not like that, like that, that pyramid thing that was leading up to the, yeah. to the drum. That mm -hmm. wasn't there. Um, and, and you're right, Ken, it might have a lot to do with, with the, uh, with the smaller stage itself. And we'll, we'll see as the, as a tour goes on, if that changes or if that was just um, exclusive for a smaller stage last night, I also did see that you know that there was, and we I don't we we've tried in the last eighteen months not to get political on this show, but <laughs> I did see that that uh, if you wore Kiss makeup last night, you couldn't come in with Kiss makeup on at the show. Last oh night. yeah, yeah, I saw that. And 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 I, I don't and I don't know how wearing kiss makeup helps spread COVID, but I, I, I thought that was very very odd choice. That oh, this is what's going to do it. So I thought that was very mm. strange. I didn't. I don't know the the real reason. Yeah, I don't. Really, that's that's they're not allowed to wear it. That's what they. And, and maybe it was exclusive for the venue last night. But they said no one will be admitted with makeup on. I saw Andy put that out hmm. there earlier in the early in the day yesterday. That's really odd. Yeah, I saw that, and I just thought, I thought, yeah, I saw, I thought like you, Jetlani, uh, what the, you know, how, how could that affect? Has it, what does that have to do with anything? The only thing it would do is you, if you put on a mask, if they had the venue, if they're making people wear masks, then yeah, it's gonna mess up your makeup. But There's does plenty it, is, of girls is, plenty of makeup too. Is there fumes? <laughs> is there fumes from the makeup that <laughs> kind of get trapped inside, and you're gonna like? pass out or something i don't spread. know i doubt it um so yeah that that was kind of a strange one yeah um, well i don't know but 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 just uh i did watch some of the videos too just to get my little two cents mm -hmm. and uh, i saw the detroit rock city one one of the things i noticed and i mean i'm sure you guys can maybe answer this but i'm not sure if in the prior tours they were doing this but mm -hmm. i found it interesting that paul and gene were very sort of you know, interacting more with each other. Like at the end of Detroit Rock City, you see Paul run over to Gene and going, hey, look over there, look there, like, check yeah. that out. Like, they seem like they're a little bit more, you know, responding to one another on stage, which I don't remember them ever doing before. Was this, is this actually something new or is this something that was in the last tour as well that they did? Yeah, it's it's, it's been part of the, I, I think a little bit of the last, this end of the road yeah. tour. It happened yeah. at the Dubai, uh, mm -hmm. I think too, even. Uh, and and yeah, and that recent tri tri what is it tri Tribeca or whatever it's called yeah. So, um, I, it's it's something they've done a little bit more than than normal. Uh, something I guess different from that standpoint. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess they try to do something a little bit different uh, than the normal. You know, licking the you, neck you know. Sorry, you know, I, I I find it interesting. I know Lonnie brought it up just as simply as a joke there, but, you know. Let's yeah. talk about it. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it is interesting because we did mention earlier, why haven't they done any new violence now? Well, maybe that's a smart thing that they're not doing it because they still have to give a lot of you guys their, 
your DVDs and your vinyl of this whole Dubai <laughs> show. Like, what the, what is the holdup with that? I mean, True. you guys get so, you guys get letters from that, right? Yeah. Well, the the, the last email was that it was going to be in shipping in early August. <laughs> we're we're past mid August. <laughs> Uh, haven't heard any, got any shipping notice. I did. I think last week I actually replied to that email that they sent, saying that was going to. Bullshit. I would say, uh, what does what I say? Has it shipped? What's the you know shipping status of this? I have not received any reply yet. Huh. And that was a week ago. So, yeah, I don't know. It's everybody gave me a hard time that I didn't order the order the pay-per-view back in January. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still waiting. Um, and, and a lot of other people are waiting for their package. I know we're supposed to get something now extra. I'll probably mm. put a little button like, you little know, keychain. small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something really tiny. Oh, we, you gave you an extra just you know, for that. But I, I don't know. We'll see. They owe us something extra for sure now with it being, you know, it doesn't take this long to... Well, I mean that, that that was that was done so long ago, and I mean even if they were to have a seven eight month wait for the production of it, that time has passed already. I mean yeah. either they 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 dropped the ball and somebody didn't order in or put in the order, you know, right away, or I can't imagine what possibly could have happened. But this for an organization who deems themselves to be so professional and so you know, on top of things, how did they let this get? so far out of hand here i mean it's i feel bad for ken and people who have ordered these ultra deluxe packages here waiting for it you know yeah well (laughs) i think i'm used to it after all these years it's things that happen like that with with kiss there's a lot of things that have happened would take a long time but whatever I, i guess it'll show up maybe by September, I don't know. It's not looking. Maybe anybody needs to receive the shoes. It's not looking. Yeah, it's not looking good right now. So, as in addition to the uh, that you know the concert, uh, their set list changed really didn't really change. Just a, a little shuffling, and a couple songs I noticed dropped off. Um, it's disappointing. I mean, it's very disappointing. You've had 18 months off. 18 months of of really nothing. You haven't gone, and a lot of bands have gone into the studio, and they've created music. KISS hasn't done that. We've been waiting for them to go back on tour. So here we are, finally back on tour, end of the road tour. At this point in the tour, most of the people, I would imagine, that most of the people going to these shows and seeing these shows, this isn't their first end of the road show that they're seeing. Yeah. Most of the people there have already seen one end of the road show and they're seeing the exact same show or actually a scaled back version of yeah. the exact same show they've already seen. That's, I'm sorry, that's bad. I mean, and, I'm not, and we're not trying to get on here and bash Kiss today. But that is bad. It really, truly is. That in 18 months, you know, we haven't done, we've we've done nothing to change it up. I get it. You know, we we played the the songs people know. Well, you're playing. You're really playing. There's a pandemic going on, and I think a lot of the hard, I think a lot of the casual fans, a lot of the casual fans that oh, I might go check out the Kiss show, mm-hmm. might say that, well, you know what, maybe I won't 
Kiss isn't my favorite band. Maybe I don't need to go to this venue with 10,000 other people tonight. Maybe I don't need to do that. So I think they're they're losing. I think you're losing not all of that audience, but I think you're losing a a a, por- a percentage of that audience that's gonna say, ah, eh, maybe I don't need to go. You know, yeah. I'll wait till my favorite band comes to town and I'll and I'll go see them. But maybe I don't need to go tonight. Maybe it's not worth the potential of of something happening, whatever that, that- may be. That's an excellent, excellent point because so you know we really go on. to a more hardcore audience at this point in time. A hardcore audience that, as I already said, has already seen probably has already seen you at least once on this tour. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not I'm not saying hey you guys need to go out there and play the oh you need to play ah, but you could play take me or come on and love me, or something well yeah something to that effect yeah i mean so so for instance um and then what you're saying i mean say yes in the in the in the set list they could have switched that (laughs) out with a classic why why not put in something that maybe somebody's casual fans might know like forever or hard luck woman or Christine 16, whatever, you know, something, <coughs> you know, it was got radio, you know, airplay. Um, it, it, I, you cannot tell me that this is what, you know, the, the, the casual fans would want. No, no they wouldn't because they don't know the songs anyway, half of them or most of them. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah, go ahead. Mark. Yeah. But, the, but, but, you know, the, the thing is Lonnie brought up a great point the 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 mentality now after you know people have started getting their shots and stuff like that people are still going to be cautious people are still going to kind of take that rationale where they're like you know what okay i feel better now about going out but really do i want to take a chance on kiss when my favorite band is let's say pearl jam for example Mm -hmm. you know i'm going to go and take a chance on them two weeks i'll go to that Yeah. yeah you know what i mean and I'd rather take a chance with them, knowing they'll like every single song that they're gonna play. I know all this stuff much better. I'll go there. So now, with that mentality in place, you can afford to do exactly what Lonnie and Ken are both saying. Change up the set list a bit. You can put in like "I Stole Your Love" or something like that in there, yeah. a classic song that the hardcore people are going because the hardcore people now seem to be the ones that will be more there than the uh, general populace people like before because before covid i agree there was a lot of walk-up audience there was a lot of casual people coming to it but i don't think as much now you know because that was that was a great point so i think that this set list is a little bit of a disappointment and you know we did bring up you know one or two songs here but one of the things that i found that was very disappointing in my eyes was how they're starting to do this little trick here where they do like psycho circus in partial form to go into a drum solo then they go into a hundred thousand years and then that's that's in a partial form because they kind of use that probably that drum solo section as part of the drum solo too right then they go into a bass solo which again is just gene right mm-hmm. and then and then they do god of you know what i mean like there's there's they have four things listed here as part of the set list that probably don't even make up a whole two songs you know what i mean it's it's unbelievable how they're kind of trying to cut down their set list here. Yeah, I mean, I know Psycho Circus. I actually watched the video for that because uh, I was interested, you know, how it cut mm-hmm. off. And it, mm-hmm. it goes through and it plays and they get all the way to the actual guitar solo. 
And, you know, mm-hmm. after the guitar solo, it kind of like dun dun. Does that drop down? It dropped down, and because it's kind of a mellow air, and then it, you know, boom, you know, kicks in kind of thing, you know. But they took that part out. It's just at the end of the guitar solo, it kind of like they do that freezing motion thing, and then Eric starts his drum solo, goes into the drum solo mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think any more of yeah, The video only went so far. I think it just, I don't think there was any more Psycho Circus after that. I think it mm. went into something else, that, like you said, Mark, after the drum solo, um, which would have been, what, uh, 100,000 years. 100,000 so, years. So, and then the 100,000 years they cut out, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. the 100,000 years video yet, um, but it's it says partial, and so I'm mm-hmm. thinking they took a lot of that, you know, do you feel all right part. Uh, area or something out of out of the uh, hundred thousand years or another part of a hundred thousand years. So we'll have to wait and see that. Um, yeah. So they trimmed it back. I think they shortened the time a little bit. Um, and the, just the other thing I'll mention too is War Machine is like the is third song in the set list, and that's usually where you know like Deuces are up there somewhere in the beginning. Now Deuces down to seventeen. Uh, you know towards yeah. the end towards the yeah. end of the show. And, and and Deuce does not belong in that spot. I don't know. I just I look at it. it doesn't and I fit hear, late in the it's show. like it's a kickoff no. kind of song. It's not a. It's they, not they, that kind of song to be putting towards the end of a show. Yeah, they they haven't put it that late in a set since they did this Destroyer tour. Because I remember when they did their first yeah. encore on Destroyer, it was Deuce then. So that was like way at the end. And I remember yeah. lots of people were saying, even themselves saying, ah, it doesn't seem right to put that far in the set that it's always been more of a beginning of the set kind of yeah. song and I, I think it's true I mean it's very odd where they place that song in there I mean it's nice that they put in something like Tears Are Falling that was like you know they, they have been doing Tears it. Are Falling though yeah they have been playing it but I mean tour, it's not yeah. a common song but you know it's but there's nothing on this set list that people go and say wow shit I can't believe that they have they're playing that this tour you know, and you made a good point 18 months not playing you know Come on, they had lots of time to go over some of this shit, you know. And Parasite is gone, too. Parasite's gone. Let me go. Rock and roll is gone. Hmm. Uh, and Par- Par- Parasite, you know, fits in good for the hardcore fans. Yeah. I yeah. think, you know, the casual fans not gonna know Parasite. No. But the hardcore fan has a lie, you know, has how to been hell, you know. Parasite, Parasite's good for that. You know, it's not it's not a single or anything like that. But the hardcore fan knows Parasite. You know, and 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 that's gone. Um, we were talking. You guys were talking about. <clears throat> I was talking about earlier about you know just kind of monitoring the set list. And last night, as I was winding down in the evening, I was like, oh, I'll check it one more time before I go to sleep. And I got on setlist.fm. And the problem with setlist.fm is anybody can post whatever they want to. It's kind of the True. Wikipedia of setlist. Yeah. And somebody had posted that after Beth they played Creatures of the Night, oh. and then Rock and Roll <laughs> All Night. Yeah. And I'm like. Wow, they play Creatures <laughs> of the Night. That's great. It's something. I was excited. And then I got this for you. I looked at it again. No, no, no. They played Do You Love Me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would have been cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would have been a surprise. It would have been misplaced that late in the set list, <clears throat> but it just would have been cool. It would have been something different. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? It, it is it, that one point kind of really rubs me the wrong way, though, Lonnie. When you brought that up about how you're saying that you know they've been off 18 months and hadn't really done very much, and you know what? 
<laughs> these guys, I'm sure, have already gotten tested and this and that and all the proper things done to them. They've probably seen each other, been in the same room with each other, and, you know, they oh, could sure, have... Well, sure, that's what we were told yeah. about Dubai. That's what yeah. we were told about Dubai eight, yeah. nine months ago. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so why why couldn't they have gone and and work on some different... I mean, that, that's the only, thing that, that, the only thing that really bothers me about this is that before they could always make the excuse, well, we don't have time, we have this going on and that going on. You've had nothing going on now, Art, okay? Art, here, here's my theory on that, right. Mark. <laughs> Part of the, excuse. No, 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 it's not an excuse. <laughs> I mean, it's just what I, I think it really is. It's because these songs that they try to pull out a song that's sung by Paul, they don't have the vocal recording of it that they can use as part of the, the live song. Unless, they, unless, unless, they, unless they did it, uh, one that sounds, you know, from the... You know the the prior Las Vegas um, thing. Um, I think they're using vocals from Las Vegas shows to, for for Paul. You know those those the back tape. Tracks, you yeah, but you've had eighteen tape. months to put something like that together. But so I you know so it, it'd be right. funny so if they, they okay songs. let's use a yeah. they haven't done uh, I don't know we have to find an example of a an old Paul you know I stole your love for tape. When's the last time they did I stole your love? Um, live, probably 2009. I I don't know. I can't remember. It's it's like it's on if they can find a vocal that matches like what his part. these other vocals are, which I think are from the Las, like I said, the Las Vegas live era kind of stuff, um, then it would match. Cause it would be funny if you heard like all of a sudden his voice went to like 1977. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, his like voice just improved. But, but, um, but, but Dulani made a good point, though. They've yeah. had a lot of time. And listen, I'm telling you, so, with, so, as somebody who works with Pro Tools every day, okay, fix it. that recording system, you could go in and do this stuff no problem. Yeah. They could go in and get Paul to sing it to, to whatever, sing it in the style that he's comfortable with, with now, or even do whatever. They could pitch correct it, do everything to make it sound perfect. And they could do that to three other songs and just have them to, on standby. Okay, tonight we're going to do this song. Uh, three nights later we're going to do this song. And they can do it. I mean, believe me, Ken, they can do it. They have the technology. They yeah. can do it. I want to sound like $6 million map. We have the technology. It may be they can go in and though. do it and make it ready, you know? Or play nothing to lose and have Eric sing it. You've, they've yeah. done that. Oh, definitely. A Hard Like Woman, Eric, sing that. Or, or, or a Gene song. Add a Gene song. He can sing. So, you know. Or do something really odd. Do like but Dirty Lip and have Eric sing it. Yeah, that'd be, actually, that would be really cool if they... Oh, like, pull, I'm sorry. Do Dirty Living and have Eric sing it, you know? That would be so cool if they did something like that. Yeah. You know? Play Watching You. Have have Gene sing Watching You. That'd be yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, there you go with <laughs> our, <laughs> our complaints and... You know, we're attacking Kiss and stuff like that, but you know, we love Kiss, but uh, we get frustrated sometimes with this. I guess you know, stagnant Kiss. I guess you would, can call it. Um, that's that's the issue there, where I think they could, or we think they could make things, you know, some, you know, better yeah. in certain areas. Going back to my point earlier, that you're really seeing the heart that it is the hardcore fans. An excellent point of that is. Watch watch sporting events on TV. Mm -hmm. See how much see how many more empty seats there are at sporting events 
than what there were prior to the shutdown. Why is that? Because they're only getting the hardcore fans to go down to these stadiums right. or these arenas every night. You're not getting the casual fan. You're not getting the family of four that's coming from a couple hundred miles away to come in to, to town for the weekend to, to take in the game at the family. You're getting the hardcore fans, the season ticket holders, that come down there every night. So it really is the hardcore fans they're going to be playing for on this leg of the tour. It's a good... So what, what, what would really give them the flexibility to do, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying play the oath. I'm not saying play I. But it yeah. would give them the flexibility to, to do something a little off the standard. It's it's a good point. That's a good point. And the other point is there's another reason uh, some of them, is maybe some stadiums cannot, you have to be vaccinated, you know, and that's, that's sure. kind of, some of those people like, well, I don't want to get vaccinated. Oh, I'm not them. going. I guess I can, if they really want to go that bad, they'll get vaccinated yeah. and go to the game, you know, or whatever. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's yeah. the code. Now, Another thing that I think we should talk about, which I thought was very interesting, and it is it is on our list of things to discuss, yeah. was the whole gene thing about, A, the COVID. And more importantly, I'd like to talk about this thing of what you guys think about David. the whole David Lee Roth thing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up next. Um, yeah, yeah. We know about the COVID thing, about Gene says, you know, you know, backstage and you should get a shot and all that stuff. But I, I think that's been out there for a while now. So, yeah, the David <laughs> Lee Roth thing, um, uh they finally announced that David Lee Roth is off off the you know end of the road tour. He was the opening act, um, and so they brought back David uh, Garibaldi. I think Garibaldi, is. Garibaldi. The painter. Yeah. The painter is, is is back, and I saw no mention of the painter about the painter last night at all. Um, but um, yeah, David Lee Roth. Uh, basically, Gene stated that. Uh, David Lee Roth has become, he's not the same David Lee Roth he was back, you know, and when he was in shape and all this stuff. And basically comparing him to uh, the fat Elvis. <laughs> um, so, so I was like, I don't think David Lee Roth has ever been out of shape. I've never seen him out of shape. So, I, you know, is that just a thrown out kind of excuse to say, oh yeah, well, he's out of shape, so he's no longer... We know his voice is not the same, but they can't talk about voice because Paul Stanley's, you know, yeah. that thing. And then maybe, I don't know, he says out of shape. I still don't understand what that means. And there may be I... something else to it where David, well, David maybe wanted too much money or they weren't willing to pay him anymore or, you know. They're... Or he wanted the same or, money. Or he didn't want, same... maybe David didn't get the shot. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I think it all boils down to and knowing, well, I, I don't know David Lee Roth, but having read a lot of his books and listening to his podcasts and stuff like that. Okay, number one, that whole being out of shape thing, I think it's a bunch of crap. I mean, you're talking about a guy who does martial arts still to this day, mm -hmm. okay? And I've seen, like, videos of him doing all these weird kendo stick things and stuff like that. I mean, let, let's put Gene and him side by side in a gym, and see who will last longer in exercising. <laughs> I guarantee you it's going to be David Lee Roth, mm -hmm. okay? Now, the the thing that I think it's about is, like, I think Dave was always a smart business person, money-wise, as well right. as, you know, with ideas. I, I think it's the money thing, because it, let's put it this way. If you don't have those walk-up fans that they relied on before, mm -hmm. your audience will be a bit thinner. 
Now, if, if he's asking for the same money that he was getting before, let's just say it's the same money yeah. as they did before. If the audience is less, that's going to be now less money going to Kiss, right? Because they have to pay David. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the key factors because I'm sure Mr. Garibaldi saying, Hey man, I'll take 10 grand. No problem a night. (laughs) You know, I'll go up and do the painting. No problem. You know? And that's a big difference when you're paying one guy who needs just a bit of paint and, you know, some canvases and stuff than than a band, because it's not only Dave, he has to pay the band and this and that, you know, you know how it is with that Mm -hmm. stuff. Right. So I think a lot of it has to do with cash. Because, but this is typical Gene, don't you think? Spinning this to make it sound more dramatic than it actually is always not in shape. And this, I mean, that is just... take a shot at someone at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, this is a band and a guy that you discovered yourself who got such high pride and I discovered Van Halen, you know, and I did their first demos and now all of a sudden you're shitting on them. Like, give me a break, man. This is like no respect at all. Because someone had brought up on the board about... And it's true that uh, when when Gene was wanted to sign um, Van Halen, that they didn't want David Lee Roth. You know, um, they thought they needed to get a better singer than him um, as part of of, of a signing and or, or signing the band or whatever. Um, that and that Gene was doing stuff behind. You know, David Lee Roth's back yeah. when when they brought them into to the studio and all that all that stuff. But uh, so I don't know if it has to do with part of that or I, I don't know I was why. like 40, 50 years ago. It was, a, like, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I just don't I don't understand it. But whether he's off, he's just say, he's just say he's off. He's not. You know, he won't be joining us on the tour and and we'll, we're going to get the painter. You know, the painter is back. But he, yeah, there's no reason to take a dig. Um, he took a dig which he shouldn't have done that the same thing with i don't know what it is between the gene and paul they like to take a dig at people um yeah, we'll, we'll take a shot at i, I don't know like, and make it more I, I guess to make it more controversial maybe i don't know and make it more about themselves look how great i am well, you know david lee roth he's he's not as good as we are yeah. yeah yeah that's that's a lot of what it is and, that, and, and, you know and i think the... it's pretty bad to say well you know he's not the singer that he wants but like really from the band that that used to criticize everyone for using canned vocals and all of a sudden is using canned vocals. Now we're going to take a shot at somebody that that's like Mark. That's, that. that's pretty petty. <laughs> it's pretty low. It, it is. And you know, the, the funny thing is that kiss has the advantage of, you know, having pyro and you know, all these special effects and this and that to kind of mask a little bit of their, you know, things that have gotten a little weaker with them performance wise. Hey, David Lee Roth was going up with just his band a couple of lights in the sound system that was it and they were playing opening you know shows yeah. and you know it wasn't like you know van halen level from 83 or anything mm-hmm. but it was still i found it was pretty good they the, the band he had was very good the guitar players were excellent Real i good, mean they yeah. played old songs like tobacco road from his solo records and like all kinds of stuff i was like i actually enjoyed like when lonnie talks about going on and watching the videos after the shows were going i i was spending a little bit of time actually seeking the david lee roth sets mm-hmm. during that first tour because i was liking how the band was playing with him you know sure dave didn't sing it per spot on perfect but who cares i mean musically they were really really good you know and that like i said no special effects no pyro no nothing just the band up there with dave singing and that's it and for him to say that oh he's not a good entertainer anymore he's not a good singer and blah blah he's out of shape that's just 
just complete bullshit. It's just their pride getting in the way of saying that, you know, we just can't afford with the numbers now to pay Dave what he wants. It's not that we can't afford it, is it? We yeah, don't want to take, right, right. take a dip in what we're getting paid for. Exactly. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Sorry. You, so, you just nail it right on the head. So, yeah, so that's the the interesting news about that one. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to get into we're, we're really positive a, a subject. This will this, this, this will be a little bit more positive because I just yes. kind of was thinking about this and you know how the desert island, you know, take a, what would you take with you, that kind of stuff if you're going to be stranded on a desert island. So I thought, well, you know, if you were going to take one Kiss studio album from each decade, you know, they've been mm-hmm. around 50 years or whatever. Um, of course, a couple of decades are going to be like easy because there's no releases really. But um, take one Kiss Studio album from each decade uh, to your desert island. Which ones would you take? And we could start. Well, might as well start at the beginning um, at the at the 70s. So, uh, Mark, what would you? What one would you take from the 70s? Well, you know what? And, and let me let me just point out. I said studio album, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to be able to cheat because I thought about myself and I thought, you know, I I could pick double platinum, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just said, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to just studio, studio. albums and not live, yeah. just the studio releases. So yeah. So the interesting thing is, as everybody knows, my favorite Kiss album is Rock and Roll Over, and you would think that that would be probably the one I would choose to take to a desert island. And you know what? I'll be honest about something. My kiss things, you know, like, well, most people changes sometimes week to week, month to month. I've always been pretty loyal to rock and roll over. And it still probably is my favorite. But if I had to take one, Mm -hmm. I still think, though, when I think about it really hard, I would probably take the first record with me. Because that record to me, top to bottom, has a lot of classic songs that are played a lot by Kiss, and to the to this day they play a lot of the songs off that record. They do play a lot off of Rock and Roll Over as well, but I don't know what it is. But there's something about that. But there's a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff uh, off of the first album. Like I said, they play a lot, and I've been listening to that album quite a lot lately. I've been finding myself in the car listening to it. You know, downstairs I'm in the in the den there. I pull out you know a, a pressing of the first album on vinyl, and I've been really digging the first album lately. So I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Uh, I you know, well, I'll get to my pick, but let's, let's see what Lonnie Lonnie would pick. I, I'm gonna go with same type of approach Mark did, where I'm gonna pick an album where of uh, that they still play a lot of songs live off of, mm-hmm. um, but it's not the first album. I'm going with Destroyer <laughs> because. <laughs> mm. One just to get one just to get Mark off. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> <laughs> and two, because Destroyer was my introduction to Kiss. So um, mm-hmm. I always and I always give Mark a hard time about Destroyer because I I try to defend Destroyer on the show quite a bit. So I I would take Destroyer because it does have so many of those classic Kiss songs on it from Detroit Rock City to Kane and Tim World. You know, even shout out even Beth and shout out like it has so many staple songs in the Kiss catalog and. It is what kisses. I mean, it, it is what kisses to a lot of people. Is what mm-hmm. the destroyer up. So, um, I, I'm, I'm going with destroyer. Ken, 
Mm. Are you going to pick one of these, or, you, or do you have a different? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm well. I'm like Mark with you know Rock and Roll Over. You know, it's like a, kind of my favorite album because it was the you know it's the songs, but the the production and, and just the sound of the whole thing was is really good. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kind of go with Mark and uh, yeah, I was thinking the first album also. Um, because yeah, those those classic songs like Strutter, Cold Gin, Firehouse, you know, Black Diamond, Deuce, um, love theme from Kiss. No. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, Hundred Thousand Years. I mean, that that thing is stocked with classics. Sure, the production's not the greatest on it. It's not the greatest production, and and some of them are a little you know slower tempoed mm -hmm. um but it, it's really so good and, and if i brought my you know pr promotional copy of the first <laughs> album that that thing sounds great i mean the sound of that is really really good um so that's probably what i would go with definitely yeah and i i can see you know destroyer uh, from the standpoint of all those songs that are on that one too like uh Lonnie was saying, yeah, there's, you know, it's too, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough it, it choice. Is, it it's is, it is a lot of good music in the 70s. It is a lot, of, it is technically almost like the first album in a sense, because <clears throat> it was like a new beginning for Kiss with Destroyer. Mm, that's true. And if you think about it, they almost have as many songs played off of that album live as they do the first one. I yeah. mean, they, yeah. they look at even the set list they have now, Detroit Rock City. They did Do You Love Me? just on this show that they're sure, loud, got us on yeah, your Beth. Beth, yeah so right. they're playing a lot off of that as well so yeah. i can totally see that being a reason to take it so what about the 80s though so now we go over to the 80s yeah, let's what, go to the what, 80s what would, let's go let's go to lonnie first what would you pick first in the 80s it, it's easy for me for, for the 80s and it, it's creatures of the night it's hmm. it's it's not even it's not even really close in my opinion um Creatures is so good. The production on it is so good. We've and we've praised Creatures on the show just numerous and numerous of times. But those songs are so great, and it's just so thunderous to listen to. Um, and again, like the Strayer, it was one of the first albums I ever had as well. Was, was was Creatures? We had my brother and I had very early on. We had two cassette tapes: it was Destroyer and Creatures. And we eventually got you know Love Gun and Animalize and things like that. But very, er, my introduction to Kiss was Destroyer and Creatures. And, you know, you couldn't ask for a better introduction to Kiss, honestly. But um, song for song, we heard that they played, you know, I, I, you know, I guess they, they played two songs from, from Creatures last night. But there's so many good ones on there. Song for song, it's, it's as good as anything they've released in the 80s. So for me, it, it has to be Creatures, you know. I might not be the only one that pick that picks it, but you know, there's there's other good albums too. But for me, it's it's hands down. Hmm. Very good, very good. Mark, go ahead. You pick your pick your. Okay, um, again, this is an interesting thing because you know everybody knows that my favorite unmasked yes. album is Asylum, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But again, you know, as of right now, I've been listening to a lot of different Kiss records. I've been digging deep a lot and listening to like Unmasked a lot on vinyl. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one record that kind of has re 
gotten back into my system a bit. But you know what? The, the, the funny thing is, I think I'm going to go with this exact same pick as Lonnie. I, I've always thought Creatures of the Night was sonically their best record that they've made. I mean, we've talked about that so many times, and I went on a big tirade about how the miking of the drums and this and that, and they've never equaled that production and stuff like that. But you know what? It's true. They've, they've never had a record that sounded that good sonically to my ears, at least. And the songs on there are, are really, really good. And it's one of those records that Paul Stanley still to this day says that one of his favorites. And, you know, when he says he compares it to Lick It Up and Creatures, he goes, Creatures would win all the time. And that the reason why people think that's, well, the reason why Lick It Up sold better is that people bought using their eyes, not their ears, right? Because of the whole removal of the makeup, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I, I have to agree. I think Creatures of the Night is one of those records that I've, I've not gotten tired of, you know? The one thing with Asylum is that I love that record, Taught the Bottom. It's always been my favorite. It probably will still be my favorite one. But there are songs on there that every once in a while kind of make me go, mm, and I'm tempted to maybe just do a skip on. I've never done it on Creatures. Mm -hmm. So. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well. Can? <laughs> you know, I, I see where you guys are coming from on that. You know. Um... No, I'm not going to pick music from the other, though I do like that album. But, uh, You're going with Hot in the Shade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm going with, I'm going to go with Lick It Up. I That's think. That's fair. That's fair. And, I, and, I, and it's not because they took the makeup off. <laughs> At least yeah, for me. Yeah, no, I know. You I, know, I know. For a kid's fan, it doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I understand why it sold more and stuff like that. Um, but I just love the heaviness of that one. Um, yeah, that it's not as cl you know clear as uh, you know and, and separated of instruments like you know creatures is and and the big booming of course drums on creatures is just, just fantastic. Um, but just look it up; it's so in your face uh, of a of an album and a, just a bunch of great material with Exciter and. You know, not for the innocent. Look, of course, look it up, and 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 so on. Um, and you know, some people say they don't like those, you know, the Gene ones at the end. But I I love those Gene songs at the end. So that's probably one of the reasons I I like it. I like the whole album. Um, all albums are really great. You know, All Hell's Breaking Loose. You know, really different fits song. Fits like a glove. And cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fits like a glove. Daniel's song there? Yeah, Daniel's song. Yeah, Daniel's, Daniel's song. favorite song. So, yeah, um, that's the one I pick. Um, though Creatures has always been, for me in the 80s, just a, just, a, just you know, right next to uh, to uh, Look It Up for me. Um, you know, right behind it, barely. And sometimes maybe I'll switch it, switch off, but right lately it's been Look It Up. I'll listen to Look It Up more than I do Creatures of the Night. Uh, though I love Creature of the Night. I'm, I'm curious, curious, Ken. Do you own a, a stand, gold stamp promo of Lick It Up? A gold stamp promo of... Yes, I do have. Yes. Of course. Yes. I have there a, you go. I have the, <laughs> yeah, the U.S. promos. I have a promo of every single one of their albums. I have a promo. Really? Every one? Every one of them. They have the now, first okay, pressing but, promo. But, let, but let's just make a little distinction here. Some of them are just like gold stamp but are not indicated promo on the actual label of the record you have one that true. has true on all of them well see on the label in the in the 80s they did not put 
pro, I don't think they put promo on the actual label uh, mm-hmm. for like Lick It Up, uh, for instance, or, or Creatures mm-hmm. of the Night. They just had gold stamp mm-hmm. on okay. the back of those. Um, but it was the first pressing, you know, gold mm-hmm. stamps. Yeah. yeah. It's not like in the 70s where they used to say, you know, promotional, not for, yeah. you know, that part on it. Uh, I do have all those. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I... <laughs> I tried to collect all those, all the all the promo ones, and then very good. Whatever we're going pressing. So. Very cool. So nineties. So nineties. Oh, geez. It gets a lot easier now. I don't know if we need to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it may be easy. Yeah, because there's really what three studio albums in the nineties, right? Am I right? Yeah. There's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Revenge, yeah, Carnival yeah, Souls, yeah. and and Psycho, Psycho Circus. Yeah. So so Lonnie. I, we, we know. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. For so many, I mean, not just because of revenge, not just to see revenge's prizes, but because of its competition as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty much a no-brainer. Mark, you probably uh, you yeah. you're on the on on board with that? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm I, on. Go ahead. I was going to say I I'm on board with it. You know surprisingly maybe to some because it is a bob ezrin produced record but i i i do like this one and, and like lonnie said in comparison to what it has to compete with i mean please i mean you know psycho circus while it's a sonically good sounding record bruce fairburn did a really good job with it sonically the songs are just not there you know compared to revenge and you know we already know the whole deal with carnival of soul i mean that's just you know kiss wanting to be a grungier band and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just not. It, those songs never really connected to me. I mean, this—that's mm-hmm. one, one. Of, that's one of those records. But I don't know if it's the same for you guys. But mm-hmm. if somebody was to say to me, uh, uh, "What's what's that song uh, on that record? Uh, the, the one with the mirror in the title." Look in, look in the mirror. Take a look in. Yeah, the yeah. Could could you recite the chorus of that? I mean, there's so many songs in this where I couldn't mm-hmm. probably recite to you the chorus because I don't. I just they they're not memorable the songs as much as some of the other ones, you know. I mean, Psycho Circus sure album. I yeah. could probably recite to you most of those songs, at least one part of it. But with Carnival of Souls, not so much. I find. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. don't listen to it. Car- yeah, Carnival of Souls is not as accessible <laughs> as their you know Kiss's normal music, which usually has a real catchy chorus. Um, though there's a couple of them on. on Carnivals of Souls that are semi catchy, you know. Um, but yeah, it's not, they kind of strayed away from that style of uh, writing on that one. So yeah, for me, it's the same thing. It's, you know, obviously Revenge. Um, yeah. Yeah, they, they were back again uh, for like a second time or whatever you want to call it, third time. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, the other two just don't live up to it like uh yeah psycho circus is kind of it's okay it's good but it's it's, okay. it's all over the place and it's it's not a true band album uh, like we yeah. were hoping it was going to be so and then obviously you know the 2000s the first decade um there's only one album so you know well, so so so, so sonic boom robots Sonic yeah, let's let's do that. The two thousands, yeah. let's pick between Sonic Boom or Monster. I'll I'll go first. Um, okay. I'll pick I pick 
uh, Sonic Boom. Um, I think it was a good attempt to try to, you know, go back to the either 70s a little bit, and though it sounded to me a little bit more like 80s sounding Kiss. Um, but, uh, and there's some good old songs that Gene brought back, uh, you know, from the dead or whatever <laughs> that he, that he <laughs> kept laying around, had laying around and, and, you know, modern day Delilah, with Paul, and of course, Say Yeah is on there and, and other stuff. It's, it's a pretty decent, solid album. And the production is, is decent. It's not, it's still not the best production, but it, it's, it's still pretty good and pretty good attempt. Um, and over monster which which again we've had problems with the some of it's the material on monster that i don't care for some of it um and some of it is the the obviously the brick wall production on monster is just mm. ruins it really does ruin it um and i think I could, that one could have been a lot better if you know the production was was good um but yeah i think the song material the material is better song-wise on um, on Sonic Boom. So I'll pick that. Lonnie. Right. Yeah, for me, it's it's Sonic Boom as well. Um, yeah, Mo- Monster's songs and Monster's production, just the, the production really does ruin it. And, and I feel like the songs themselves are, are almost leftovers from Sonic Boom in a way, um, where I think Sonic Boom song for song is just it's just better and the production's better you know we, we mentioned say yeah in the set list earlier and like say say yeah is kind of worn its way it should it should have worn its way out of the set list by now because i think they've just overdone it with with say yeah since since the album has come out mm-hmm. i you know i get it you know pick a pick a different song off sonic boom play i, I guess they can't play modern day delilah anymore <laughs> voice, but, they could. But, but, yeah. but they could they could they could but you know but do we really have to play something off the Sonic Boom and Monster? No, the, the people aren't there to hear that. But but say yeah is a good song. So, and and I guess I know is a is a really I really like yes I know, mm-hmm. off off that album. It's a great yeah same song. here. It is a great Gene song, and Monster to me just doesn't have those great songs on it. They just feel like leftovers or. And, and maybe it's the production, but to me the songs just seem they're just the songs themselves just aren't as strong yeah. as as what they have on Sonic films. I mean, so for me it's it's one hundred percent Sonic film. Yeah, and I have to I have to totally echo that as well. I mean, the the, the one thing about Sonic Boom that sticks firmly in my mind is when they started leaking these little videos on YouTube of them mm. in the studio mm-hmm. working on these tracks. I mean, for me being you know. And I'm sure for you guys as well, it probably was an exciting moment. But being like a musician who likes to record stuff at home as well and likes recording gear, this was like, you know, hook, line, and sinker for me. I was like, wow, they're showing the studio footage, which is so rare for Kiss to ever show something like that. So when I saw these little clips and heard some of the songs they're working on, I was like fully invested in this record, you know. And by mm-hmm. the time it came out, I was ready, you know. Even if the first, I'm, I'm almost convinced that even if I first heard it, if, when I heard it the first time, if it wasn't even as strong as it was, I probably still would have been happy with it because I was so excited and geared up for it from all those things that were built up and led up to it. I mean, I even remember uh, Podkist was doing like a you know live listen 
for when it first came out on their podcast and there was all kinds of hype behind it so it was really a well-pushed record they didn't have the same push on monster at all compared to this record right but then don't forget it was the first record in how many years that kiss put out so so there was yeah Yeah. so there was a lot of hype behind it yeah there's a lot of hype behind it and you know i think paul did a good job in trying to recreate some of the vibe of the 70s and some of the vibe of the 80s on there as well and you know that we each got a song from eric and from tommy which kind of gave it that extra kind of kiss flair to it as well mm-hmm. and I, I just think that it's better thought out better recorded better sounding i mean still not perfect sounding but it's much better than you know monster sonically and i just think that they gave it a bit more attention and rightfully so like you said it was like 11 years or whatever since they had a record out so they definitely wanted to make sure that it wasn't something that people going to you know slap their forehead and go what the hell is this so i think i definitely think it's a no brainer for me it's a sonic boom yeah yeah totally agree with you mark and you know they had 18 months now to give us a, another one more album but hey whatever <laughs> that's not it's they like, can't even get a different song in the set. They can't even do that. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's it's. Yeah. So I think it's a done deal. If we're, if we're gonna get anything, we're gonna get old material, um, demos released and stuff like that. Uh, that other stuff that wasn't released with. Uh, or soundboards. Yeah, definitely soundboards and. I take those. And demo stuff, yeah. I think, is gonna happen eventually here. Uh, hopefully sooner than later, <laughs> before. Before the, all their fans die off, you know. So I'd be excited for another soundboard before the end of the year. Yeah, that'd be cool. Be like a Black Friday or whatever they call it, you know. Uh, yeah. After Thanksgiving, um, that'd Record be cool. Start, yeah, the Black Friday yeah. day or something like that. So, all right. Well, those are our thoughts on at least those albums, and then the other news about the tour and so on. Um, you know. Let us know on the board or or on YouTube or or whatever. You know your thoughts. What's your desert island and what do you think about you know David Lee Roth being uh, you know fat Elvis <laughs> and, and all and all the other stuff and about the 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 set list and and so on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, are you gonna go to Vegas? You know, uh, will you be you know going to one of these these continued uh, end of the road tour shows too so anyway but thank you for joining us again and from Lonnie Mark and myself we'll see you next time maybe with Julian (laughs) (laughs) thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.